Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Everybody, it's Abby O'Brien. I'm opening up because we have gotten our first listener emails. Ooh. You guys have answered the call. We asked you to tell us your crazy Christmas stories, and they're starting to roll in, and they're a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, they are. But so people do listen. <laughs> we have listeners. I've always wondered. It's official. We do have We're, listeners. We are having a lot of fun doing this, but you always wonder: <laughs> is there anybody on the other end? <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm even starting to get emails from people in the church who will say, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. And one one even asked me, have you watched A Christmas Story yet? Oh, fun. That's awesome. And I did. I was going to say, awesome. That's so good. And what did you think? I remember every 90 seconds, I was thinking, oh, that's where that comes from. Oh, the lampshade. I get it. You know, like all these little things and it it happened like almost every two minutes. I'm impressed that you, that you took that step after all these years to watch the Christmas (laughs) story. You shamed me into it. I I feel like you have joined mainstream society now. Abby style, she did it on her own and not yes. with us because she's like, I'd rather do that at my home on, <laughs> under my blanket on my couch. And I want to be able to turn it off yeah. if I think that's what I need now to is do. It, not is be it, stuck at someone else's house. Yeah. <laughs> is it a movie that you're going to watch every Christmas from here on out? Is it one of those for you? I told Kirsten, no. no. I'm no, not okay. sure I need to watch it again. I think if I had grown up watching it, it would be one of those nostalgic, mm. I've got to see this every year, but since I didn't. Yeah. I get that. I and I get that. I could I don't have to watch it every year. I love watching Elf every year, but not that one. Yep. So yep. I get it. Well, uh, because those listener emails are coming in, I thought it would be fun for us to do a little let's get to know Joe and Kirsten a little better. <laughs> let's hear some of these <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this should so be we, fun. So we, we have a list of questions here. I'm just going to throw them out. Okay. Let's see. So we're going to uh, have a little group banter here? Just. Yeah. Let's just, let's see what, what these questions bring okay. up. Okay. First one is, who is more romantic? No, of, me, I, me, of course. Out of the three of us? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's not that kind of podcast. This is about Joe and Kirsten Williams. <laughs> hey, for the record, she went there, not me. I was like, let's get some clarity on these questions. Oh, boy. Maybe we should just start this whole thing over. <laughs> Who's ro- more romantic? Me, of course. Oh, really? Really? I'm a ladies' man. Oh, my word. Who's singularly focused on one lady. Okay. I would not say that Joe's more romantic, but I'm not going to claim that I'm more romantic. Well, since you claimed it, we should have a an example. We of should have a romantic, romantic, like... Well, when I'm feeling very romantic, I'll take Kirsten to Sonic, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get a Route 44 Diet Coke, <laughs> and we're asleep I by 930. I do think that that's what he thinks romance is. <laughs> no, if I'm feeling really romantic, I'll go get her a seven brew coffee. You no, I'll tell you what would be me. what would be romantic is if I like just came home and pres- and gave you something unannounced. That never happens. So maybe I'm not the most romantic. <laughs> I thought just coming home. Please tell me when that has ever happened. I thought just coming through the front door and announcing my presence was romance. I'm home. I will be honest. 
it's probably pretty hard to pull anything over on me. I mean, honestly, it's probably pretty difficult to pull anything over me because we're together a lot. Mm -hmm. We work together. We obviously live together. And we enjoy being together. Well, for sure. But I'm saying like, it's not like you're going to go out and get something or plan something without me knowing. So maybe you should work on that. Maybe neither one of us are romantic. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. We uh, need, it right, sounds like we need work. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I think maybe that's a, <laughs> maybe that's a, a no, time. wait a minute. That's a whole episode all by itself. Uh, Christian, Christian romance. romance. <laughs> yeah. I think our podcast in the new year is going to start with some different music. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Is that romance music? Love Can stories. Love stories with Joe and Kirsten. <laughs> Romance? What is it? We're in trouble, folks. Okay. No, I. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's another question out there. I don't Who know. Who is the spender? Well, we already know because it's I Kirsten. Know, it's me. It's Kirsten. It's me. No doubt know. about it. And she always calls you cheap, and yeah. you, you say He's I'm like, frugal. That's right. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. I'm like, eh. no. I am definitely the spender. No, definitely she's a spender because I'm very content in life, and she isn't. <gasps> Rude. <laughs> okay. Who stays up later? He does. Oh, yeah. I'm the night owl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, most, I, most definitely. I've always been that way my whole life. You know, like even last night, I was like, um, can you get me something to drink? And I like prop my bed up as high as I can sit up so I could watch TV. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drink this so I can try and stay awake <laughs> a little bit longer because I was really fading. But and well, that's we like had nine agreed. or 10 o'clock. Well, I, I fall asleep. There's a, sh- there's a show we were going to watch that is on, it's a Sunday night show and, and we've kind of been watching it lately and we realized it was a new episode. And so, Hey, you know, the boys were content. They were doing things. They were getting ready to head to bed soon. And, and we're like, good night boy. Our boys have reached the age where you just kind of adios. Good night. See you tomorrow. And they kind of fend for themselves. Um, um, for as bedtime rituals go, they're not little boys anymore, but we were going to watch a show, and yeah, you conked out fast. I know. It's really bad. I wish I could stay up late. It is the it is the desire of my heart, so <laughs> maybe God will give it to me. No, I'm the night owl. No yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay, who is the better driver? Oh, me. me. Oh. oh. Definitely me. <laughs> no, we've already told the story about how I drove all day, you know, and, and I just said, I need a well, break. No, no, you have longevity there, but I am the better driver. No, she is not. I am definitely better. I, I, I don't have peace in the passenger seat. <laughs> that's his problem. She accelerates too quickly and she hits the brakes too. Like, like I, I think. I get places and I get places quick. Okay. And I, okay. What did How you many s- accidents have each of you have had? Oh, she, she's totaled more cars than me. <laughs> I've never totaled a car. You've had more wrecks than me. I knew that going into this I marriage. Maybe a couple fender benders. Those don't <laughs> count. <laughs> Actually, I've probably damaged more cars since we've been married than you have. See? I'm the better I guess it depends on what damage is. I think the worst. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I will say this about Kirsten. Final answer. I no, no. What did you tell me the other day? We were, we were, we were getting off the highway. It's a two lane exit, and you. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what you said. I could either get in the right lane or I could. You're in the right lane. You're a weak person because only people in the right lane at the exit (laughs) get in the right lane. I don't know what it is. No, you said something about. The, the the right lane is for inferiority or something. I don't remember what you said. I know. I don't even know what it Kirsten's was. Kirsten's pretty aggressive behind the wheel. Like, where to me, like a normal person would start slowing down at a certain point. 
she's still kind of hitting the accelerator and then she brakes kind of hard. I'm always in the left lane at that exit. I'm the better. So the answer, I'm the better driver. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Wrong. Who reads more? He does. Oh, yeah. Me. Okay. That, that, that we don't need easy. to debate it. All I, right. I read all the time. Oh, that's right. In the last podcast, you said yeah. if you invited me to a book club, I'd be like, yeah, no. Well, let, let me ask this. Does does uh, does Instagram memes count as reading? Because <laughs> it's like, who watches more Instagram memes? Listen, there's heard. a good thing about the Bible app. It will read it to you. You hit play and it rolls. Right. So that's a cool thing because I don't enjoy reading and I struggle with that. I always have. Who's more adventurous? Definitely me. I'm yeah. the one who's like planning every adventure, every hike, every vacation, every like idea. Like we should do this. No, I will admit that if it wasn't for Kirsten, we'd have a lot more evenings at home. We already spend every evening at home. It's no, but morning. I mean, it's like, I think I'm really content to come home at night and be like, ah, I'm home. And she's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do tonight? <laughs> yeah, and I'm I like, would. maybe you're kind of more like Elf when he's like, when he's listing off all the things that he's going to do with his dad when he sees First, him. we're going to make, yep, that's me. <laughs> I have my list on my phone of all the things that I'm going to bake this week and everything. But yeah. I will say it's really nice because like when we go on vacation, you're a planner. And um, vacation for me is go somewhere, don't have an agenda. And just kind of figure it out when you get there. And if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Um, Kirsten's more... You know, hey, we're going to do this on this day. We're going to start here, stick to there. And then somewhere between those two extremes, we find the balance and it works. Yep. Yeah. Love but it. I would say you're more adventurous than I am. For sure. Well, uh, who takes longer to get ready? Oh, Kirsten. I don't think so. I'm always waiting on you. Mm. Yeah. You have to shave your head. You have to do your beard. Whatever you Since do. I grew a beard, it does take me longer. Cause you iron. He does do most of the I ironing. do all the ironing. Yeah. When was the last time you ever ironed anything? I had to iron something recently. I don't even know. First time in what? A year? But I enjoy time. ironing. That's the thing. I I may be one of the only guys on the planet that can do I enjoy ironing. I like it. I I don't know. Maybe some weird satisfaction I get out of it. But I like taking something that's very wrinkly. And put it on a hanger, and it's perfectly pressed. Like, so, ladies, if you'd like no, to send I'm, your laundry, I'm like, look what I look what I have created. I've created <laughs> this this perfectly pressed, starched and pressed. But dresser. it does take him longer to get ready because then, after he gets ready, then he has to prepare his drink drinks for the day. Whatever. <laughs> he doesn't have one water bottle. He has two. And when I say water, I really mean Diet Coke bottles. The only reason she thinks she waits on me all the time is because we're in the car. She's like, oh, I forgot. Can you run in and grab this? <laughs> and I'll go and grab it. She's like, I'm always waiting on you. What? Except <laughs> <laughs> one time. No. <laughs> Maybe that's an even. Maybe we're even. Just depends on the context I'm of the day. I'm waiting on him. He's usually taking longer. Well, it sounds like you guys balance each other out <laughs> nicely. I hope that was fun for no. the listeners and they feel like they know you a little better. And if you have a question that you're just dying to know, send it in. Well, this is the week of Christmas and um, just... Uh, just Sunday. It's coming up Christmas Day, and we got a whole weekend full of Christmas Eve services. I'm very excited about we have seven. Seven. We've never done seven before. Never. We've never done. Never this. done it. Never. Never done, done seven. Never, never in the history of mankind. Well, <laughs> well at least new Not life. Sure. <laughs> seven. Yeah, yeah. and uh, seven. You think you'll be tired? Yeah, seven live in person services. So two Friday, 
And I don't think we've ever, have we ever done Friday Christmas Eve services? Not, what do you mean Friday well, you mean the I mean, 23rd? Two, I mean, what I should say is two, 23rd, two days 24th worth. 25th. You know, we've always done Christmas Eve, but have we done the 23rd and 24th before? I'm trying to remember. Probably. I don't remember. Anyway, so we've got two on the 23rd, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we've got four on Saturday. And we've got one Sunday morning. I know we talked at great length about um, churches that do or don't have um, Christmas services when Christmas falls on a Sunday. a Sunday. And I was reading an article here just recently. In fact, it was uh, um, it was a New York Times article York that dropped. Times. Yeah, it was a New York Times article um, that dropped yesterday. And I did not read the whole thing, but the, it was the headline that caught me. Mm-hmm. It said, Oh, come all ye faithful, unless it's on Christmas. <laughs> And I thought, oh my goodness! So Isn't that it, kind of sad. It's it's like funny and sad at the same time. It is, and of course, the New York What's Times. Not about us. New York Times is calling us out. No, well, I don't know if they're calling. I did. I don't it, know if they're calling me or you out necessarily. I'm just saying, like us as the capital C church. New York Times is calling us out. Well, it was interesting, and like I said, I I skimmed it. I did not read the whole thing, so I don't know how it ended. But the part I read. Um, it was kind of interesting because they said the last time Christmas landed on a Sunday was 2016. And so they actually had data from 2016 from Lifeway research that said 89% of churches still had a Christmas service on that Sunday. Mm -hmm. And this year, 89% has dropped to 84%. So there has been a drop off. Now what had happened between 2016 and 2022 COVID. And there's a lot of things changed during COVID with the digital formats and, and everything. But I was actually, I don't know, maybe just me pleasantly surprised that it only went from 89 to 84%. Um, Well, well, I don't know. That's 5%. I, I think your response when we were talking about that earlier, you're like, that's one survey. That's one sampling of churches. Your gut tells you there's a lot more churches than so. It's eighty four percent of churches are still going to have service, but you think that number is probably not correct. Well, I know of a lot of churches just in this area, and I mean, and then of course we're pretty familiar with a lot of other churches just because of our friends are you know in mm-hmm. in that type of work in ministry, and so I know of a lot of people that are not having service on Sunday. So I don't know. I, I, I Maybe 84% is correct, but either way, it's, con- I think it's, it's convicting to hear New York times say that. And that so headline they would even, alone is like, ouch. Yeah. The headline is what caught my eye. Oh, come all ye faithful, unless it's on Christmas. <laughs> And it's like, and don't get in my way because it's Christmas day and I don't want to have to have to go to church or something. I don't know. But in all fairness, there's two sides to every conversation. And I think we understand, you know, you and I, we discussed this on a previous podcast. If you're providing a lot of worship opportunities throughout the weekend and it's, and we're having our, six others. Yeah identical to right. the one on Sunday. Our, if you are convicted to be here on Sunday, the 25th, right. it is open. But we're doing the exact same thing six other times on Friday and Sunday. Our issue has always been with the churches that are just like... We're not doing it. They just have church on Sunday. They don't have any... Like, we have multiple days of worship here at New Life, mm-hmm. so we're not really a fair sampling of this. But churches that are just like, oh, it's on Sunday, no church this week, 
go be with your family. Mm-hmm. We don't care. And it really makes you ask the question, what is this really all about? Yeah. Is, you know, is it we letting a tradition or holiday get in front? That We already had that conversation yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. I just thought I'd follow up and, yeah, and just say, no. I actually came across a, an article that actually had a little bit of data in it from one sampling, Lifeway Research, which is, which is a trusted source for a lot mm-hmm. of Christians. Um, but uh, anyway, we have seven, and I hope that anybody listening to us in the area will, will come and be a part of it. They're all candlelight services. They're going to be fantastic and and um i can't wait now next year next year we have to figure out how we're going to do this well and you've been in the series the cast of christmas and so i believe the the weekend of christmas you're going to be talking about how we are part of the cast of christmas yeah but what i'm talking about is next year we're going to have two campuses oh so how how are we going to do it would be a lot of really neat things to figure out next year because we How won't be, we that? well, that's a great question. It's not one campus, it's two campuses. And if you happen to be listening for the first time, and maybe you're not as familiar with our church family, we are building a second campus um, about 20 minutes away from our current campus mm-hmm. um, out on the west side of Bella Vista. And a lot of growth heading out that way. And they just opened a new highway um, over there. And we got this great location right off the highway. I mean, it's 15 acres. We we just feel so blessed. We're so pinching ourselves that we got this property, but we're in the process of, of construction. And Abby, you made an observation the other day. I'm hardly ever out that way, but this weekend I drove past it and I was like, whoa, the walls are going up. The steel. I mean, yeah. it's a building right yeah. now. You can see it. Yeah. You can see it from multiple sides. You can see it from the bypass. It was exciting. Super exciting. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, I mean, you can see the shape of the building yes. what it's going to look like mm-hmm. uh, i couldn't be more excited but if you I, live in this area you should definitely drive by and check it out because yeah. it is one of those oh whoa in it's fa- an actual building now yeah mm-hmm. i can't wait you know we're you know we're still in the process of planning making preparations laying the groundwork for what a multi-site church is going to look like here at new life you know one thing i'm learning there's no one size fits all model for multi-sites there's it seems like there's a hundred different ways there's hundreds of churches and then none of them all do it the same way mm-hmm. so you know identifying figuring out exactly what's going to work for us and we're looking for a september launch of that se- second campus september of 2023 september of 2023 so, so it will be here i mean it feels like it's got a lot of time but we, we really don't but i've been impressed with how quickly this building has gone up and and um and next year i would imagine we'll be doing candlelight christmas eve services at both locations because yeah. i mean why wouldn't we be doing it in both locations so mm-hmm. it probably won't be seven next year who knows maybe 12 or 14 mm-hmm. i have no idea yeah. uh, exactly what all is going to happen out there but um it was cool because last week we had a life group go out there and mm-hmm. serve the construction crew that was lunch. cool that was real cool yeah so we do like these action teams with our life group and encourage them to serve together and um serve in the community do something and they were like hey we want to serve our construction crew lunch and we're like that's awesome that was so they very went out cool and, use uh, the little electricity that's out there right now um, to make lunch and, and serve them. And that was yeah. I talked to Nick, who's our site supervisor, and he told me, he goes, that was so awesome. And all the guys out there working on the building, because we don't know them. You know, these are, you know, um, we don't know if they're Christians or not, but as a, you know, as a, as Christians, they're part of our mission field too. And so it was cool to have this life who come out and say, Hey, we don't know you guys, but we just want to serve you. And Nick was telling me, he goes, man, they really appreciate all those guys. And you know, I I would, I'm just going to guess I, I, the construction world's not my world, but I would imagine most of those guys out there, you know, erecting the building and doing all the work and all the 
contractors, subcontractors. There's probably not too often that that somebody just brings them lunch for no reason. Right. Like, hey, we just want to think of you guys. And I was out there before that lunch started. I had a meeting with um, with uh, our construction company and some of the guys working on the building um, who are up from Nebraska. Um, they came in for a site visit, and we had a we had some meetings out on site earlier. And um, and so I had to leave. So I had another meeting before that lunch. So I wasn't able to stay for that. Otherwise, I would have. But um, they had the the guys from from our construction company, uh, Brown Construction, they had prepared Christmas cards and cookie boxes. And so that afternoon, they went out to the neighborhood around the building, dropping off cookies and Christmas That's cards, awesome. just letting people know, hey, Merry Christmas, um, you know, from New Life Christian Church and Brown Construction. And, and um, you know, we know that... Showing us up, man. <laughs> we, we know that... Interact together. <laughs> we know that, you know, uh, having a construction site near your house is probably not the greatest thing ever, but hopefully, you know, just a little bit of relationship building and just we care That's about awesome. you and we're available yeah. and, and uh, just planting seeds and so hopefully all that stuff was received with with um with the right christmas spirit you know <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool but yeah i i can't wait for that thing to be done this has been a long time coming and we've been working on this project for many years long long before it was ever really out in the public eye and what you know all, so it's it's cool yeah. so so multi-site um church god's really Exciting. been blessing and you know and yeah Cool things are happening out there. I can't wait. And you're right. You had mentioned earlier, Kirsten, that uh, we are finishing the cast of Christmas series yeah. on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And I'm very excited. I, this whole series, I've just been really pleased with. You know, I, I went into this series talking about the familiarity with the cast of Christmas. Like, I, I really feel like just about everybody, whether you spend much time in church or not, you are familiar with, when you say the shepherds, mm -hmm. some idea of what their role was during the Christmas story or the Magi or the wise men, you know, it's like, even if your knowledge is, we sang about it as kids and we say three, we three Kings, you know, we, we know something about like, if you got this in your, uh, in your set, you need to throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Just, um, and then, uh, you know, the, the angels, we talked about the angels mm -hmm. and, and this, we built in the prophets, this whole cast of Christmas. And we're going to end up this weekend talking about us, yeah. our role as the cast of Christmas, that we actually are part of this story too. And um, so I, you know, when I compare, you know, every Christmas, I'll be honest with you, Christmas for me personally is one of the harder seasons to preach through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Easter is the same way. And I've, I bet you a lot of preachers feel that way because you're dealing with the same scriptures, you're dealing with the same stuff, and you're dealing with the familiarity of the church. How do you make it in such a way that it still feels fresh? And like, man, this impacts me in a whole brand new way. Well, and you know, honestly, there are still a lot of people out there that only come to church around this time of year, maybe once. Mm, that happens. Um, and, and Easter too. And so trying to create that um, so that they're not hearing the only thing that they've heard every single year, if that's the only time of year they come. Yeah, I mean, I would and be, be creative with it. So they're, they're hearing it from a different angle to help their relationship grow deeper with, you know, the Lord. Yeah. So. But yeah, full confession, Christmas season is is probably my most difficult season of the year to preach because of that very thing. Yep. You know, you don't want it to just sound the same story over right. and over. You don't want to preach the same sermon over and over. It's like, you don't want people to go, oh, I've heard this a thousand times. Somebody mm -hmm. somebody said one of the nicest comments ever to me um, two weeks ago. Um, they, they were talking about how they... Um, 
they listen to a lot of different sermons and, and churches and stuff on the weekend. They there's, you know, um, since just about every church, their pastors put their sermons online, they've got people they listen to and they caught me at church on Sunday and they said, you know, here's our normal routine. We get up early on Sunday, have our coffee and uh, we listen to a couple of our favorite preachers and then we come to church and we're all kind of primed and ready. And, and they were like, you know what? Every sermon we listen to is like same thing every every year saying you know but we come to new life and it's just like fresh and it feels like oh i didn't know that and for a preacher that is like you can't say things that are more encouraging to me than that and and of course our church is super generous with with their with their um encouragement to me anyway but that that just meant a lot back like that yeah because it is hard christmas is hard (laughs) Christmas is hard. Yeah, Christmas and Easter are, I think, for you, stressors as far as like Very trying so. to make it um, creative, make it interesting, make it educational, something like an aspect that they've not heard or learned before or never thought about and how that can be worked in some way that's like, oh. Yeah. Well, my personal mission as a preacher is to just flat out make the Bible come alive for people. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I obviously want to be biblical. Um, you know, I don't ever want to preach anything that doesn't square with the Bible. And that's one grand great thing about church today. Anybody can open their Bible and study it for themselves. And I encourage that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, um, but one of my personal missions is just to make the Bible come alive for people. And because the Bible is exciting. You know, the, the, the narrative of Jesus' birth is one of the most exciting um, parts of the whole Bible. But yeah, it's it's tough. How do I preach this every year? How do we make it creative? How you know? I think some years we win, some years we don't. But I would say this cast of Christmas series we're in, I've been really pleased with the congregation's engagement with it, um, the feedback, um, and just my own personal growth. And um, I'm learning new stuff all the time. And so, but yeah, we finished up with the Magi, and I've probably preached on the Magi a dozen times, not twenty times in my career. And so. I always ask that question, who were these guys? <laughs> Do you ever repeat a sermon? Um, no. Um, Not the same thing. Do I go back and look at old sermons and see what research and stuff I've done before? Minds want to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I revisit old sermons and do some of old do some of the sermons I preached before ever make their way into newer sermons? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um I mean, how could they not? Right. But um, no, I try to keep it fresh, and you know, and and then I I listen to a lot of preaching as well, and and I'll borrow illustrations, and and if somebody that I really admire makes a great point, and I'm doing a similar text, I might I might try to work that idea or that or that point sets me on a journey of mm-hmm. discovery, mm-hmm. and then I come out the other end, and mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, but no, I, a lot of my illustrations I I get from other guys' sermons. You know, hey, unless they're personal. Ha, hey, ha, I was no, sitting at the coffee yeah. shop the other day. Oh man, yeah, of course, it's personal. <laughs> but the other day, Kirsten and I were having this conversation. But no, that's our stories. But but no, I think um, I'm a reader. I um, I read. I read sermons. I listen to a bunch of sermons every week. I got preachers I follow, and uh, guys that speak truth in my life that I, adm- I admire and look up to. And and so yeah, but you know, hey, half of preaching is is the hunt for great illustrations you know mm-hmm. and um and boy there's some there's some great preachers out there that inspire me like you wouldn't believe um but yeah but 
But yeah, the cast of Christmas, it's almost over. And then we're right back to Exodus. Exodus. We're so, going back to Rescued. But, but before that, we have Celebration Weekend. Yeah, Celebration Weekend. So this is unique. So we're kind of splitting this. Celebration Weekend is just something we do here at the end of the year um, to celebrate everything that God's done throughout this entire year. And this year, it's going to be one service on December 31st. Because it happens on New Year's. Yeah. yeah. And then one service on uh, Sunday morning, January 1st. So I, I'm i interested to see. I hope people come to church and celebrate with us. But it's a it's just a fun service because the kids are in there. It's, it's a family service. Videos, yep. And we, we just do a lot of celebration. We kind of do a year in review. Yeah. And we talk. And so kind of the whole, whole point of celebration weekend for us is we take a look back at the year we just had. And we celebrate God. And I'm going to tell you, in two and 2022, there is more stuff to celebrate what happened this year than what I'll even have time to talk about. Mm -hmm. But then we'll also look forward to what God is going to do Mm -hmm. in 2023. And boy, just thinking about what's on the horizon for our church family in 2023, I don't, man, I, I don't think we have enough time to talk about that either. So it's kind of this mixture. We look back and we look forward, but it's all couched within, we're going to give God glory for what he's done and what he's about to do. And we've been doing that, what, five or six years now? Yeah, for sure. And it's just exciting. I think we've had, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 um, baptisms this year. And we've so had, we're going to celebrate those I and think, celebrate um, with a video of that. Well, I know there's a few more people getting baptized this week. Yeah, for sure. I know we have one tomorrow. Yeah. And I think when it's all said and done, we will have had about, I think about 71 or 72 baptisms wow. in 2020. And that's, we've never had that many in one year. Yeah. You know, we know we used to pray and the, the staff's been praying about this for years. We've been praying, Lord, we pray that we would see the baptistry water stirred mm-hmm. once a week, mm-hmm. so at least one time a week. Somebody's going to come to faith in Jesus. And last year we had what? 50 baptisms. Uh, we almost hit them. And I remember thinking, <laughs> wow, it's close, but we exceeded. So one a week would be 52. And it's not a goal. It's not like we're saying, it's not like we're just trying to build this number, but we pray We pray specifically that way. Lord, we'd love to see the baptistry water stirred once a week. And man, it's just what God's doing in our church. I think we're going to have 71 or 72 people who yeah, have followed awesome. Christ in baptism this year. And what's really cool about Celebration Weekend is we take... We have videoed every one of those baptisms. We have every one of those baptisms on film. Mm-hmm. And so we'll take snippets from every one of those baptisms and we'll put together a, a video montage on Celebration Weekend of every one of those baptisms. It is powerful. I think that's how we've done the last couple of years, right? Yeah, and, and each video is only about a minute long, so it'll be a 70-minute video. <laughs> no, it won't. It's going to be quick. Boom, boom, boom. And I think... You no, know, it's interesting, though, because in this season... Retail is all about numbers. And the church, obviously, the way we calculate things, the, these are our numbers. These are the numbers that are important to us. Change lives. Those numbers are important That's to us. That's what so matters. It's, it's yeah. just different than retail. They have different numbers that are really important to them. And the numbers that are important to us are change lives, whether it be through baptism or just reconnecting with God or making that commitment to just be in church somewhere and worshiping um, the Lord with their family. And so those are the numbers that are yeah. important to us. They celebrate prophets. Yeah. We celebrate kingdom gains. Yeah. And and kingdom gain is somebody who 
who turns to the Lord in repentance and follows mm-hmm. the Lord. Kingdom gains are restored marriages. Kingdom gains are 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 people who are growing in their knowledge of of the Word of God. Kingdom gains are a lot of things, but yeah. you know what? It, yeah, a number is not what we're pursuing. Right, change but lives that's is what why we're we pursuing. Celebrate that absolutely at Celebration Weekend because these people's lives they've they've stepped forward and said, "Hey, I want to commit my life to Christ and be baptized." Um, so it's just something that we celebrate in that way. I mean, I wish we could stand up and have everybody now stand up if you you know reconnected with the Lord or stand up if you your yeah. marriage has been healed or you know all kinds of stuff there's so much more to celebrate that we probably don't celebrate but um these are just small things that we can celebrate during celebration you know when we have the grand opening of the new campus out there next year and we cut the ribbons we're not celebrating some big accomplishment that we built a building Mm -hmm. we're celebrating all that god did to Mm -hmm. see that thing come together it's it's a it's a god win it's not like look what we have done look at this great thing we've created no 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 no. we didn't create it all none of this happens without the lord so it's going to be a big sing hallelujah to the lord that's what we're going to celebrate and we're going to celebrate what is going to happen out there and i you know you've if you've been around our church you've heard me talk about this uh, a lot that if the lord takes his time um in coming back then then this building's not going to go anywhere mm-hmm. hundred years from now. You know what's happening out to the West campus. It will outlast all of us. Mm-hmm. So what we're celebrating, what we're building is something that is going to be a great investment into the kingdom in the future that long after we're dead and gone into heaven, there will be kids and grandkids and those the caretakers of new life. Long after I'm gone, you're everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. The gospel's still going to be preached here. And this is something that's still going to be leading people to part of you know the movement of God well into the future. And that's what gets me excited. That's what I celebrate, mm-hmm. to be a part of something that will outlast all of us here. You know, I think about our church right now. It's 48 years old, right? Um, New Life is 48 years old. Um, the vast majority of people that started this church are no longer here. They they passed away. That generation that sacrificed and gave and and the reason why new life is here, a lot of that generation has gone into heaven now. Mm-hmm. But what is still happening here? Their investment, their yeah. sacrifices, their prayers, are, it's still making heaven fuller. I fully expect the same thing long after we're long and mm-hmm. gone. That what we're building, what's happening here, that um you know, I expect that highway out there to be here after I'm dead. I expect all those houses to be here when I'm dead. And I expect that church to still be out there, both of our campuses or however many we have by that point. And they're still going to be funneling people and pointing people to Jesus. That's what I celebrate. Yeah. Um, it's not what we've done. It's what God continues to do. So, yeah, we got a lot to celebrate. So That's just kind of sure. recap. We got Christmas Eve services or Christmas service coming up this weekend. Christmas weekend services, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, and then Celebration Weekend. Celebration Weekend. December 31st and January 1st. And then we're going to take a break. We're we're going to be on a break here for, with our podcast, and we're going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to yep. have family in town and do some stuff. So we'll be back in 2023 at some point. At some point. We'll <laughs> figure it out. When, when do we want to start doing this? That's right. So, but definitely just a couple weeks. Yeah. 
So sometime in January, we so got to. Thanks for listening to us this year. Yes. It's been an adventure for us and we've enjoyed it and we hope that you're enjoying it. We, like Abby said, we got some, some listener feedback and so we're excited to dive in those and we appreciate that and appreciate your feedback. Yep. And so appreciate you sharing this podcast with anyone who is a podcast listener. So. Absolutely. And I would echo that. And, and this has been a step into the unknown. We're not podcasters. I'm a preacher. And, um, and, and preachers can talk. And preachers can talk. That is true. So this was kind of an experiment for us and felt like the Lord wanted us to do it. And we feel like we've gotten a lot of good knowledge. We've gained wisdom through this process. So I'm excited to come back in 2023 with just taking this thing to the next level. I was listening to a friend the other day. She's like, when's your merch store going to (laughs) open? When's our merch? (laughs) Never. (laughs) I I promise you, you do not want to have any of our pictures or names on your shirt. (laughs) That's scary. Anyway, you guys have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show.